Welcome to the Later in Life Planning Show with Patrick Colley, brought to you by Keystone Elder Law, right here on News Radio WHP 580. Now, here's your host, Patrick Colley. Hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law. At Keystone Elder Law, we are a law firm that that focuses exclusively on estate planning, guiding families through long-term care crises, settling estates when someone has passed away. Really, we, we are aiming to be the shield that protects you from the challenges that come in the later years of life. And today, I'm focusing on a particular challenge, and I have a guest here to help me uh, go through this challenge and provide an opportunity to understand a resource you might not have known about. And we're talking about what have historically been called retirement communities. And I, I'm going to put retirement in quotes because uh, it's not really an accurate term anymore for reasons that will become clear. But my guest today is Maria Sapio from Presbyterian Senior Living. If you want to visit their website, it's presbyterianseniorliving.org. Maria, thank you for joining me on the show today. Patrick, thank you so much for inviting me. It's well, truly an honor. Well, it's an it's an honor to have you because you and I have spoken a number of times and, you know, it's all about providing resources for people to think about that that they may not fully understand. And um, I think what you are doing at Presbyterian Senior Living in particular communities, I, I know one that I, I just happen to like that is one of your communities, is Green Ridge Village, which is down in Newville. And the reason I like it so much, maybe it's not for everybody, but it's out in the middle of kind of nowhere. It's surrounded mm-hmm. by trees. It's a beautiful campus. That's exactly where I might want to spend uh, the later years of life. But we'll we'll talk about this. Uh, but your background, you know, you, at one point you were in real estate, but it lends itself really well to what you do at Presbyterian Senior Living. So maybe give listeners a sense of what are we talking about as far as these communities go and, and the conversations you have really all the time with people thinking about moving there? Sure. Well, first and foremost, thank you for continuing to educate the public. I appreciate what you do. I appreciate what you bring forth in these podcasts. Um, And it really is an honor to be here and to talk about what um, life plan communities offer. And I know I just threw in a brand new term for your listeners. Um, Probably a more accurate term. mm -hmm, Yes. mm -hmm. So what do we do as sales counselors, as sales directors? We have the opportunity to get beside the people that are even just remotely considering about the possibility of moving to a community of some sort. And what is a life plan community? And how does it differ from what people traditionally thought of as retirement communities? Um, I think the big differentiation is that retirement, when people use that term, they think of the older age people Um, people that have retired from their work, and now they're ready to just sit still, maybe do some crafts, um, you know, maybe do some group activities. That is not at all what we offer in these communities. As a life plan community, um, we focus on a a holistic approach to living. 
Um, people are coming to these communities younger and younger. The community that I represent, Green Ridge Village, uh, which is the community you mentioned a little while ago, is a 55-plus community. I have residents that still work full-time. Uh, they have very active, vibrant lifestyles. Uh, they enjoy the woods and the land that you spoke about. We're on 350 wooded acres. So and it's beautiful. It, it yeah. absolutely is. Um, so I love seeing the residents out and about, bike riding, out on the trails. We're right off the rail to trail. Um, so when I talk about vibrant living, it truly, truly is that. Right. It, and, you know, we're talking about a situation where, you know, you've lived, this is my perspective from Keystone Elder Law. I'm meeting with a couple and, you know, the wife is 80 and or or even 70 and husband is maybe having some health issues. And she's thinking forward to a time when she's going to say, wow, this is a lot of, we've lived here for decades in our house, but this is a lot of house for me to maintain if he can't help. And, you know, there, you know, home ownership, gosh, we all know it. I mean, it's it's constant work. There's constantly somebody's hand out for a check, you know, to pay for something or other. And at a certain point, you know, people want to say, look, I, they think about downsizing. They think about maybe I'll go from having stairs to one floor, but that's just part of it. And I fully endorse that because that raises the chances that you're not going to fall. You're not going to have some event that you can no longer be in control of where you live. But moving to a life plan community is taking it a step further where, yeah, you're not just downsizing, but you're you're planning what is the life I want to live for the next, who knows how much time I have left, but let's make it full, let's make it rich and accomplish that goal of not doing stairs, accomplish that goal of not having maintenance concerns, but accomplish a whole lot more. Is that generally how the conversation goes when you talk to people thinking about a move? It does. And I think truly downsizing is a very personal word. And it means different things to different people. Um, Green Ridge Village, for example, has everything from lodges, which are single detached homes, um, that I have one that's 2,500 square feet, um, two-car garage, etc., um, all the way down to studio apartments, which are a little under 500 square feet. So we have a variety of options. So I think it is important when we speak about downsizing to somebody that has a 6,000 or 5,000 or 4,000 square foot home, a 2,500 square foot home could be downsizing to them. It could also mean moving into a smaller apartment that's 890 square feet. So I think we have to first start the conversation with what does downsizing mean to you? And then the second question is, what are you hoping to accomplish with this move? Because you raise a very valid point. Someone can move from one house to another house, um, not in a life plan community. Perhaps they even have an HOA, a homeowners association, that will perhaps do some things for them. But um, as you said, you're still writing out those checks frequently to whoever is coming through your door, the electrician, the plumber your roof uh, gentleman, whoever you need to have work done. Um, also, it's just the worry of if you're traveling, who's going to oversee that house? Maybe there's a flood in the basement while you're gone. Um, maybe it snows quite a bit and there's an issue to your roof and you're gone. You, have, you don't know that that's happening. Um, the extra added layer of 
peace of mind is when you move to a community such as a life plan community, there is there are people in place that will oversee that home for you. Right. So and that's a, a very real example. I know you you posed it as a hypothetical, but when people get to a certain point of life, they want to enjoy their retirement years. They want they do want to travel that in a way that they never were able to. So that's not a hypothetical. That's something that people actually do look forward to. And you're saying if they're staying at a, a, a community, a life plan community, say Green Ridge Village or or another place like it, uh, someone will check in on the home. Someone might even look after their dog or their cat, you know, things like that that you normally would have to do a lot of planning before I can go live my dream now of traveling. Well, and I do want to make it clear to the listeners as well that we don't just go check in on homes. This is your own private residence. If you are going on vacation or going to be away for an extended period of time, we request that you put in what we call a work order where you can notify us. We're going to be away for X number of days. We are letting you know so that the maintenance team can come in and check on my home. Um, so I just want to be sure that people understand that their privacy is something of utmost importance to us. So we're not just walking into their home, but it is nice to know that that's in place when you are not there. Right. I, I would give up all kinds of privacy to have somebody watch after <laughs> my home if I. But but that's a you know it's a if I'm going on vacation. But it's a it is a very important point. But what I'm hearing you say is you know historically we think of continuing care retirement community. And that was the CCRC. That was the term for these places that have an independent living. They have sort of the middle level, whether it's called personal care or assisted living. They have the highest level of care. If you have a stroke, if you develop dementia or your spouse does, you you both can live there. And there are these three levels of care. And I think you're saying that still exists. We're just not assuming that anybody will need a level of care. We're not assuming anybody is retired So that's why we're calling it something different. Did I get that right? Yeah. So let me kind of explain what life plan community means. A life plan community is a place where somebody can move in as an independent living resident. Um, As I mentioned, they can go out bike riding and enjoy the trails and enjoy all the activities, uh, the pool, the fitness center, everything that a community has to offer. They can come and go as they please. They may still work full time. Um, when they may work remotely from the community, they may go to a place of employment, uh, they may have another home, etc. Um, and then if and when medical nece- there is a necessity for medical needs, um, we have the higher levels of care. We offer at our community personal care, skilled nursing, and within skilled nursing, we also have a rehab transitional care unit. So let's go back to your example, the wife that's 70 or 80 years old. And she has a husband with some health issues. Um, We have several residents at our community that maybe one is in independent living. Maybe the other one needs a higher level of care. Perhaps they're in personal care or perhaps even temporarily in the transitional care unit. Yeah. So living back in their house, this would be totally untended for. But now it works for both spouses because there are levels of care uh, and and all kinds of ways to enhance the quality of life for the healthier spouse living in a life plan community. But let's talk some more about this after our break. My, my guest today is Maria Sapio from 
Presbyterian Senior Living. That's presbyterianseniorliving.org. You are listening to the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law on News Radio WHP 580. Now, more of the Later in Life Planning Show here on News Radio WHP 580. I am speaking today with Maria Sapio from. Presbyterian Senior Living. That's presbyterianseniorliving.org. And we're talking about, quote-unquote, retirement communities that really aren't retirement communities alone. We're talking about this whole other option if the Alzheimer's Association is saying there's a one-in-three chance of having dementia and there's nearly a 70% chance of having something else go wrong, whether it's a stroke, whether it's a bad fall, a broken hip, you need a higher level of care. Well, do you want to be in your house, you know, and do you want to have, and something I, I, I Maria, want to talk about is the perspective of children, you know, do you want to have people worrying or do you want to have a plan for all of the best that life can offer uh, as far as your day-to-day life, but also have on 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 a very close uh, resource uh, the higher levels of care if you need it. That's really what goes into these communities. And Maria, you're calling it a life plan community, which I think is a better term than continuing care retirement community. So you know, is this something that comes up when you talk to people who are considering what is a big move? Like we're going to we're going to sell our house where we've lived for decades because we don't want to think about the time when we can't manage it anymore. We don't really want to think about the time when we need a higher level of support or care for one of us, but it could happen. I mean, the statistics are not in our favor for any one of us. If it happens, we want that nearby, but we also want all these benefits you've been talking about that if I want to go, if I'm into exercise classes, it's right there. If I want to go swimming, it's right there. If I want to hike on trails, it's right there. So is the, does this come up where people recognize there might come a time when I do need that higher level of care? Absolutely. So I think the whole idea of a life plan is, you know, people will sometimes pre-plan their financial situation. Um, they'll meet with an elder law attorney such as Patrick Cawley and talk about their will, talk about the next steps as far as estate planning. Um, but yet sometimes it's very difficult for all of us to think about the possibility that at some point we're going to need some medical help. Um, I think all of us want to feel invincible. Um, and I think what's really nice about Um, considering a life plan community is that um, even while you're healthy and don't need those services, you know, perhaps you need to go out for hip replacement surgery or a knee replacement surgery. Um, Thinking about, you know, just getting back and forth to your physical therapist when you are done and go home. Um, So Presbyterian Senior Living also owns Benchmark Therapy. Benchmark Therapy works right out of our location. So a resident can go for therapy services, whether that's speech, occupational, or physical therapy in the therapy room. They can meet with a therapist in the a fitness and aquatic center, or a therapist can come straight to their home, or sometimes on a really beautiful day, they'll be working outdoors with a therapist as well, just doing the activities of daily living outdoors. Um, so I think those are the added layers that sometimes people just don't consider, Um, I told Patrick on my way in here today that this morning I was actually out shoveling 
um, and because I enjoy doing it. And I took a fall. And so I think sometimes just living our life, things happen to all of us. And that's not something to be pessimistic about. I think looking at it from an optimistic um, sense of, okay, things might happen. What can I do to make this as easy as possible for myself? Right. You know, and, and when we were talking about that, you know, I'm in my late 40s and I did not shovel before coming in <laughs> and I got some uh, uh, some stairs that that was my job. And so it'll still have to happen. But, you know, if you have that slip and fall, it's one thing if you're in your uh, late 40s, 50s. But what if you're in your 70s, 80s? Mm-hmm. Now, the statistics very clearly say if you have a fall after the age of 65, this is astonishing, but the chances of dying in the next 12 months go way, way up. And, you know, it's just things can go off the rails. And you're talking about, look, I'm going to hope and cross my fingers that none of this happens. And I just want to be in a nice community where I don't have to be in charge of putting a new roof on that on where I live. I don't want to have to arrange for entertainment because I, th- I think we'll probably talk about, you know, there are resources brought in and and I've and and I want to have a community to live in, but if I ever need that higher level of care, wow, to have the physical therapist or if I have a stroke, an occupational therapist or speech therapist who will meet with me, you know, right on the campus, it's right there or even in my home, that's pretty tremendous. Absolutely. And you touched on you said just living in a community. I think there's such a huge piece that we haven't even touched upon. And that is just the added layer of benefit and health benefits of being surrounded by other people that you can just enjoy one another's company, do activities together, have a meal together, laugh together, watch a movie together, go to the fitness center together. You know, even statistics show if you have a buddy to go to the gym with, you're more likely to go to the gym together. Yeah, you'll stick with it. (laughs) Absolutely. So I think that there are so many layers to this. And that's why, I mean, I strongly encourage the listeners to visit, visit, visit visit communities. And did I say visit communities? <laughs> See um, what it's like. Go and there. you welcome that. You're, you're going to show them around. You're going to say, look, there's no pressure. This is not high pressure sales. This is, we, you know, we, we want this to be a good fit for you because you, we want you to be happy there. I tell everybody that comes through my doors, I only want happy residents. Right. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. They do all my advertising for me. They tell everybody about the community. So, But I encourage people that come through my door that they should go to other communities as well. I think it's very important to visit several communities, ask many questions on a, a, a host of different things. Bring a f- companion with you. Bring somebody with you that you trust as well to come along. I think looking around what somebody else gives you something to talk about when you leave the community and someone to remind you of things that maybe you missed or maybe you forgot about. Um, And then take all the information you can, take it back home. And then I'm a firm believer, as you mentioned, I came from a real estate background. I'm a firm believer that you feel something in your gut. You do. And you can have go to a community that checks every single box and then you get there and it's it may not be the one for you. So be open-minded as you consider visiting different communities. You know, and 
a mutual friend of ours, uh, Zeddy Neidig, mm-hmm. was a, a former guest on this show, and she talked about some of the medical statistics. Researchers have, have literally concluded that if you stay home alone, it, it has the same physical impact on your body as 15 cigarettes. And so I'm not surprised that you hear it because I hear it uh, from people at Keystone Elder Law that they're thinking about a time when, I don't know, they're, you know, they feel great now, but it might not always be that way. And when you start to sweeten the deal with, you know, y- you're going to have movies and you're going to have workouts and you're going to have what really anything you can think about, um, it, they're not giving up anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, they might be enhancing their life as opposed to staying isolated in their homes. And, um, you know, we've actually seen where clients say, well, not only did I move to Green Ridge Village or one of the other communities, Messiah, Bethany, whatever it might be, they say, we all got to talking among my friends and it's like the whole neighborhood moved. <laughs> and now that they've created their own neighborhood or mm-hmm. they move there and they meet their new neighborhood but they're not alone and they they're not isolated and they don't have that health benefit they have a health um or that health detriment they have a health benefit just being around other people you raise such a great point i have um a particular resident that i'm thinking about that moved from out of state um single lady she could have moved anywhere um and she did a ton of research um, kept narrowing it down, narrowing it down, and Green Ridge was the winning ticket. Um, she ended up moving into Green Ridge Village. Um, but she, on a daily basis, she emails me every single day to tell me how grateful she is. She is surrounded by people that she considers brothers and sisters, truly her, what she says, her chosen family. Yeah. And I think if that doesn't speak volumes, I don't know what will. Right. To me, that is just the most heartwarming aspect is people that may have been isolated elsewhere can come to a community, build friendships, lifelong friendships that impact them in such a profound way. And they've they've they have a safety net in a way for if they need help, that community support the, uh, you know, the Green Ridge Village support, of course, professionally. Uh, And what have they given up? Uh, you know, maybe just isolation, and that's a good thing to give up. And and I, after that kind of research, reaching that kind of conclusion, you know, you must go home feeling pretty good about what you do for a living that day. I love, love what I do. Yeah. I love my residents. <laughs> I love the hugs I get. I love the thank yous for walking me through this process. It truly, truly is very rewarding. It is truly an honor yeah. and not something I take lightly. And it's not easy. I mean, nor is working at Keystone Elder Law. I mean, you walk people through some tough decisions, but if they get to that kind of result, it's all worth it. So my guest today is Maria Sapio from Presbyterian Senior Living. That's presbyterianseniorliving.org. We're talking about communities with multiple levels of care, but really multiple options of life. Uh, If you are no longer living in your home and you want to go to a community like this. So we'll be back in a moment with Maria. This is the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law on News Radio WHP 580. Welcome back to the Later in Life Planning Show on News Radio WHP 580. Here's Patrick Cauley. Welcome back to the Later in Life Planning Show. I'm Patrick Cauley. I'm the host of this show and the owner of Keystone Elder Law. And I'm speaking today with Maria Sapio from Presbyterian Senior Living. And we're talking about these 
communities that that were historically called retirement communities, but you certainly don't need to be retired. And in fact, there's this whole new model of people maybe working longer or thinking about ways that to to live in the later years of life uh, that might not necessarily be in the house they were in for so long, but but there's so many benefits to moving to a community like this. And Maria, one question that comes up in my mind is, this is a big transition. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are transitions throughout life. You have kids, that's a transition. You retire, that's a transition. But if you go to uh, sell your home, move into a community for all the benefits we've been talking about, you know, that could be a source of stress. And what are some ways people can go about preparing for that transition physically to move from one place to another? And and they might be thrilled to do it, but but there's, you know, even for the people who are super excited, uh, uh, there, there's going to be some level of logistics or stress. So what can people do uh, to prepare? Sure. So that's a great, you bring up a really valid point that it can be very daunting uh, and it could seem very overwhelming to people that are considering a move. Um, I think first, um, I empathize to understand that this is not something to be taken lightly, um, which is why I've told people visit many communities, make that choice of where you're going to go um, so that you don't have to move twice. Um, And I would certainly lean on the sales counselor or sales director that you're meeting with to ask questions. Um, do they offer a concierge service? Do they, can they assist them with finding people that could help them in this process? There are professional downsizers that will come to your home. They will sort help you sort through things with empathy and understanding that the things that you've accumulated over time are probably very meaningful to you. Right. Um, and we don't want to take that lightly. Um, and so they will help you kind of go through things. And um, if you want to have your family present as well to kind of help you sort through things. Um, also, realtors are a great resource. Realtors know a lot of people that can help you through this process, they sure maybe do. point you in the direction of auctioneers that may need to come in. Um, so but I think the sales counselors are really your great, a really great resource because this is they've helped several people move into communities. Right. And I think this is where your real estate background must help. You know, I was speaking to a real estate professional not long ago who said, yeah, the listing of a home and the paperwork, that's the easiest part of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's the family and it's what they're going through. And it's it's maybe, uh, you know, personal emotions. I mean, that comes up and that's very much a part of the job. And that's kind of what you're describing is is know what the team could look like. You don't have to do this by yourself. There, you know, downsizers are great at saying, look, you have seven spatulas. Do you need seven spatulas? Mm-hmm. Maybe you only need one. But if you have a number of other personal items, they're gonna say, this might have uh sentimental value to your family. Or if it's just not something you have room for and none of the kids want it, okay, it might fetch top dollar in a particular market that you're not even aware of. That's Some of them really have that skill set. But, but the point is you bring in people to help you through this. What might seem daunting, this house full of stuff, well, you have the right team and it doesn't have to be daunting. It doesn't have to be daunting. And I think sometimes it's a matter of perspective of how can we, maybe that large piece of furniture that was 
your great-grandmother's, that was then your mother's, that is now yours. Maybe you're not going to bring it with you, but maybe you can take a photograph of it and maybe you can write about what that piece meant to you and you can save that. Maybe you can frame that picture and put it on the wall of your new place and always be reminded that that piece of furniture meant so much to you for so much time. Um, Because I think you bring up a good point too, that sometimes the children may not, if you have children or you have family, they may not want certain pieces of furniture that may be held tremendous sentimental value to you. Right. Yeah, that's that's the other side of it is when, when I guide people through estate planning and they're, they get to the personal belongings, you know, you're kind of making an assumption that children will want things and you don't want to assume they don't want it. I mean, you, you don't want children fighting over things either. That's part of planning is anticipating that. But you know, if they're not going to want it, you know, you might have a treasure that somebody else will want, and the downsizing team can help you with that. Um, in addition, I think that's a fabulous idea of taking a pictures for your own memories of it and and writing down because great grandchildren, you know, you haven't met yet, might want to love to 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 read about. Uh, you know, this was part of our family story. Even better in this day and age. Add to it. Do a you know a video with your phone or your iPad uh, because then they'll hear your voice describing it, and they've never met you. But but you know it just goes on and on. There's we're in a day and age when you can preserve an awful lot for your family going forward from a sort of uh, you know sentimental side and and giving the story of the family. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I think sometimes things lose. We lose the meaning of things when they're not shared in that format. Right. So there could be a piece of furniture that maybe you've passed by a hundred times, but never really knew the full story behind it until it gets written down and somebody shares that with you. Right. Right. Well, so what, you know, meanwhile, if, if the parents, let's say they do have children, they're thinking of making this plan and they're assembling a team to make it actually logistically possible and not overwhelming and preserving sentimental items how can the children help? Again, I think it's really important um, for the families, whether that be children or extended family or even friends that are involved in this process. I cannot emphasize the amount of empathy that is needed during this process. Whether this person is 55 years old, still working a full-time job and chooses to move to a life plan community, or the person is an older age choosing to move to a life plan community, I think sometimes people don't understand the move. Why are you moving? Right. You know, you have this beautiful home you live in. What? Why do you want to move? And they can explain all the benefits, but ultimately it's a very personal decision that somebody is choosing to move. And so I think gathering around them and welcoming the new chapter of their life and how can we make this enjoyable for them? How can we make this celebratory for them? So um, going back to even going through items, can we have a party where the family and friends come and say, you know, hey, I've always really loved that lamp in the corner of your living room. Um, If that's something that you're not taking with you, I would love to take that and have it as a wonderful reminder of every time I would come and visit you, we'd sit in the living room right by that lamp. Um, So I think there's just, again, it's always a matter of perspective. Yeah, and and I imagine you've had this conversation with some people who occasionally 
there are adult children saying, wait a second, you're going to sell our childhood home and you're going to move to this community. And, you know, it's not like eventually that was going to happen anyway. I mean, if the if the parents passed away and so it might be more an issue the child has. So so there's some empathy for what they're going through. But but I always encourage the adult children when we're planning for the, the parents, it's like, let's, what's the most important thing? What is the best way to support this parent to have the best life, whatever that looks like, for the years ahead? And, and you know, it's music to my ears when I, I hear the adult child in the room at Keystone Elder Law say, well, first, first things first, we're not looking to inherit any money. We want mom or dad or both to, you know, spend it all. And I, great, I'm, I'm fully behind that, you know. That tells me these are these people are in it for the right reason. But you got to understand both children and parents have have, I guess, emotions when they're when it's attached to items or attached to a home. And this is just what you deal with all the time. It's just like, well, let's help you navigate this emotional transition. Sure. And that's why I always encourage them. Bring your children along. I want to meet them as well. I'd love to have the opportunity to meet them. I want them to see the place that places that you're considering, whether that be Green Ridge Village or another community. Take them along on your tours. Let them see um, where you're moving to and how wonderful these communities are. How often do you get the adult children saying they want to move in? Oh, it's happened quite a bit. Quite <laughs> a bit. Bet. As a matter of fact, I have some second generations living at the community. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when, when they see it, they think, why didn't I think of this? Mm-hmm. This is a great idea. Yeah. And some families, it just becomes that's their life plan. You know, grandma was there. Dad, mom and dad were there. I'm getting ready to move there. And I have people coming that are not even 55 yet that will come on a tour to start pre-planning and thinking about getting on the wait list. Sure. To move in when they are 55. Right. My guest today is Maria Sapio from Presbyterian Senior Living. That's presbyterianseniorliving.org. Uh, we're talking about these communities where you can move, uh, where everything's taken care of, where you have a community, where there's levels of care. We'll be back to talk more about it with Maria in a moment. This is the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law on News Radio, WHP 580. It's the Later in Life Planning Show here on News Radio WHP 580. Now, your host, Patrick Colley. We are back on the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law. My guest today is Maria Sapio from Presbyterian Senior Living. That's presbyterianseniorliving.org. And we, we were mentioning some of these, we're talking about in great detail, these communities where you can move. And uh, they can be a great move for an awful lot of people. We talked about Green Ridge Village, which is down in Newville. Uh, the number there is 717-776-8200. That's 776-8200. That's Green Ridge Village. But, Maria, you know, Presbyterian Senior Living has a number of communities. And there are comparable communities that are out there. And I want to make sure we're giving a complete picture because what, you know, a guy like me, I'd love to live in the woods, you know, and, and uh, go out on hiking trails. And that that's Green Ridge Village. It's one of my favorite places to go see clients. But if somebody's not into that, give me a sense of like, what are the living arrangements? What are some of the other communities? What, you know, there, there's certainly a community to fit whatever people's needs might be or their desires might be. Uh, mine might be Green Ridge Village, but somebody else's might be like, I want to be a little closer to shopping or whatever it might be. But talk to me about that a little bit. Sure. So 
Presbyterian Senior Living has many communities covering several different areas. Um, if, as you mentioned, uh, some are close to universities where people can go to the university and go for lifelong educational opportunities. Um, some communities are closer to cities, so people are closer to downtown if they want to go shopping, etc. Um, and so every community kind of has its own flavor, if you wish, um, different things that they offer, as well as the amenities and the types of homes that they offer. Um, some communities have only apartments. Some will have apartments and cottages as far as independent living. Um, some may have what are called terrace homes or villas. Um, so I think it's important, again, to as you're exploring and, and fine-tuning what's important to you, um, as you visit different communities, you'll get a different feel for what is a lodge. A lodge is a single detached home. Um, the villas, the cottages are duplexes. They share a roof with the neighbor beside them, but each has their own one-car garage. So I think there are terms that we sometimes toss around that may not mean much to somebody until they have the opportunity to go and visit the communities. Um, I think what's important to differentiate, though, is if you are looking for a life plan community, um, as you're doing your research and fine-tuning where you'd like to visit, maybe find what are the amenities that are really must-haves for you. What is important for you? Do you absolutely really want to have a pool is that something that's important to you to get up in the morning and go and go swimming in the morning? If that's the case, you can fine tune it that way. But make sure if you're looking for a life plan, you're making sure you're visiting only life plan communities because there are communities out there that do not offer all of the levels of care. So keep that in mind as well. Right. It you know in in as you describe this, um, I'm thinking of some personal friends of mine. Um, she was one of my high school teachers. He uh, was just sort of a, a guy I looked up to, a mentor. And they lived in the same home until, and they really kind of put off this move until they were approaching 90. And the kids had to rally around and help them with this Herculean effort of getting all, you know, decades worth of stuff out of a house. And they, they ended up quite happy in a community. It's not a Presbyterian senior living community. They ended up, I think, content. But one of the uh, downsides was making this move at that point. And the the wife, my former teacher, said, I have to take an elevator to my home. And it's like, well, if that's not how you envision it, that doesn't have to be it. But, but the further you plan ahead, and you've said the word visit several times, that that's great advice. Go go start picturing what does life what does a good life look for look look like for you and let's go find it. Mm -hmm. You know, and, I, and there's probably an option there for you. Absolutely. And I think the other aspect is um many people have pets. Can, are your pets welcome at this new community that you're considering moving to? Um so that's something to take into consideration as well and I think if making a, an appointment to visit a community seems overwhelming to you. Many communities offer events where you can go and attend an event, go and see the community, but not feel like you've scheduled a private tour. 
And do you have one coming up? I saw a social media post and I meant to write it down so I can highlight it. Please tell me, what is there one of these events coming up? We do. We have several. Of, we have Actually, I have my whole 2024 planned out with all my okay. upcoming events. But um, February the 7th, we're going to be having an event called Love Where You Live. On my panel, I'm going to have some residents talking about their life and why they choose to live at the community at Green Ridge Village. I'm also going to be having Benchmark Therapy, talking about therapy services. And uh, we've just recently partnered with Curana Health. And Curana Health um, offers walk-in care services for our residents as well. So they have a walk-in clinic right at Green Ridge Village as well for our residents. So um, that's going to be my panel. It'll be just a wonderful, relaxed atmosphere where people will just have some danishes and coffee or tea and be able to ask questions and hear a little bit about what makes Green Ridge Village a special place. But again, I'm encouraging people wherever they're thinking about going, call that community or go on their website, see what events are coming up, see if they can go to an event and kind of rub shoulders with some of the residents that are there. The other thing I would like to encourage people to do is see if the community offers an overnight stay. Maybe they can stay complimentary over for complimentary overnight stay in a cottage or in an apartment and experience waking up in the community. Or perhaps they can uh, schedule to go for dinner at the community and maybe have dinner with one of the other residents at the community and ask questions, find out what life is like for that particular community with that resident. Yeah. I mean, I've known you for a while and I find you highly credible, but there's no beating going straight to the other residents and saying, well, how do you like living here? So whether it's PresbyterianSeniorLiving.org, uh, the Love Where You Live event on, on February 7th, uh, if people need to email us at, at Keystone Elder Law, it's info, I-N-F-O, at KeystoneElderLaw.com. We can get you information about this if you don't have it written down. Uh, I think dipping your toe into the pool before you jump into the deep end is is a great way to do it and just sort of seeing what is this really going to be like. Um, and just... I guess one little detail, we keep saying Presbyterian Senior Living, and I know one of the other communities is, is has a, a tradition in the Brethren in Christ tradition. Do people need to be of any particular religious persuasion to live in these communities? They do not. We welcome everyone at okay. our communities. Are there religious services, like a variety, or, or you know, it, it, I'm just trying to get a sense of when, I, when I'm when i saying these, I don't want people to get the wrong picture. Mm-hmm. So we do have different services that will be provided at the community. Um, we try to cover different religions so that different religion sects are represented, but certainly everyone is welcome. And if you have no religious affiliation and you're an atheist, you're also equally welcome. So right. everyone is welcome at our community. So nothing's going to be like in their face uh, just because not. that's in the name. Okay. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, there are, you know, Catholic hospitals and you don't have to be Catholic to be a patient there. And, you know, I just wanted to, uh, to touch on that as well. So what are some final thoughts you might leave somebody with if, if they're thinking, gosh, I've been living in my home, I'm aware of the statistics that on a long enough timeline, everybody's body, everybody's mind to some extent breaks down. Uh, maybe I want this community because it will keep me young longer. It will keep me healthy longer to live in this community. What are some some parting thoughts you might share? Well, it's funny because we just had a resident celebrate our 106th birthday. Good for her. Yes, yes. Um, and 
I've often had people ask me, what do you attribute the long life of your residents to? And I think that it cannot be overstated how important it is to enjoy being around others, enjoy the company of other people, laugh, celebrate, enjoy life, get outside, enjoy the outdoors as much as you possibly can. We certainly respect that some of our residents prefer to be um, alone more, that, and some residents enjoy being very active and social. So you have the option of choosing what you'd like, but at least get outside, get some beautiful fresh air. Um, it's so good for the soul and for the health of all of us. I hear you. You're describing a wonderful option, and I many thanks to you, Maria, for joining me today on the Later in Life Planning Show. It's been such an honor. I've so enjoyed being here. Thank you so much, Patrick. So if you want to learn more, go to presbyterianseniorliving.org. Uh, of course, we have tons of information uh, at keystoneelderlaw.com, including the ability to sign up for free online uh, webinars, workshops. If you go to the Workshops tab at Keystone Elder Law, we teach you all about for free. We teach you about the legal side of planning and somewhat the financial side of planning. But these are just options to build that shield to protect yourself against challenges uh, that come in the later years of life. And certainly Maria Sapio has provided a wonderful resource that might be part of your shield. I hope you join us next week for another episode of the Later in Life Planning Show, sponsored by Keystone Elder Law, right here on News Radio WHP 580.